Welcome to the Connecting the Data podcast. I'm Matt Anderson, and in today's episode, I take a moment to breathe and chat a little bit around various capabilities and thoughts around Power Platform. Enjoy. Lately, I've been going through the back catalog of a new a podcast that's not it's not new. It was new to me, or maybe better put, I'd known about it for a long time, but hadn't bothered to actually sit down and appreciate it. But it is LeVar Burton Reads. Yeah, so first and foremost, I absolutely recommend the podcast. If you want to hear LeVar Burton read a short story that's between 30 and 45 minutes, it is just a nice way to escape into all different types of short stories. It really makes me appreciate short stories in a different type of way. But one of the things that he does at the beginning of each of these that I really I, I appreciate it and I want to make the most of it every time he's starting a new episode is he takes the moment once he gets through the kind of the, the introduction that he's going to do of why he picked the story, you know, he asks, are you ready? And then takes a deep breath and encourages you to kind of breathe along with him as he does just one deep in and then you know, long breath out. And I just feel so relaxed or, you know, it's that taking that moment to breathe and, you know, appreciate a story that you're going to hear. And I try to use that same type of thing as a calming technique at different times during the day, if I feel stressed or that kind of thing. So, but I like, I like having the prompt of that being in a podcast. So immediately following this entry, I'll, I'll do my own little variation of the LeVar Burton breath. So uh, enjoy. All right. So if you're ready, relax your shoulders and take a deep breath in. And we'll continue. I had a teammate reach out to me about delegation in Canvas Power Apps and had a pretty good and pretty specific question about a formula, or rather a a, a set of values that we're trying to come back from uh, from the common data service and the formula he was using was just a basic filter was giving the little underlined squiggly saying that, you know, hey, this is a this is not delegated and could be incomplete data. And, you know, he asked me, you know, have you seen this or do you have any thoughts? Can I pick your brain? And I took a look at it and one of the things that it brought up for me was the capability using the common data service connector of being able to use a relative data set when you're selecting one thing from another. So if you have, you know, accounts in one gallery and you want to have a filtered list of 
contacts associated with that account in another gallery. One way to do that is to set up a data source of contacts, set up a data source of accounts, and then use the selected account to filter the list of contacts for the second gallery. But one of the newer capabilities that's no longer part of the experimental features is the ability to say, I already have this data source of accounts. Give me a list of contacts, an entirely different record type for the selected record in this gallery and make that the definition of where gallery two gets its uh, data source from. So you don't even have to set up two different data sources if you're just using the relationships to get to that information. So I found that to be um, you know, just kind of a good reminder to keep on top of some of those experimental features. It didn't really, it, it kind of bugged me that it didn't actually answer the question of like, why is this, this function that should be delegable, uh, returning an error? And, you know, part of me wonders because I didn't, I didn't dig in too deep, uh, you know, trying different things, but part of me wonders if that it gave that, you know, that supposed error message just because there's a better way to do it with the common data service. I'm going to be keeping my eyes open for that, but it was cool to see the, um, you know, feature that came out of, out of, uh, you know, preview in action there and a way to be able to get rid of a, an error that, that was, you know, otherwise seen. And, you know, ultimately it means fewer data sources that are being, uh, stored in the, the canvas app as well as, you know, a little bit more, intuitive logic when you're looking at that gallery later, because you can always figure out what it's, what it's related to. Uh, so anyway, yeah, just thought I would, uh, would relay that one here. I've been doing a lot of Power Apps briefings for customers lately, and one of the things that I, or there are a couple of things I should say, that I try to do as part of those. One is that I try to make it clear to people that a Power Apps briefing should really be more of a power platform briefing. And a great way that I'm you know, getting into the discussion is trying to understand, you know, who has worked with Power BI, who has worked with Flow, who has heard of Power Apps before the title of this session gets a good laugh. And it also gives me an understanding of who might have some familiarity. But uh, in, in bringing those together, it gives people that sense of familiarity, even if there's going to be a bunch of new content there. And then where I focus the Power Apps briefing is really around the, the use of apps to solve challenges and how those fit with Power BI, Flow, and other things like Common Data Service, you know, Azure Cognitive Services, and their own data that they have living elsewhere in SharePoint and that kind of thing. And I'll usually try to, you know, if I have a specific use case of theirs that they're frustrated about, or it's a you know, specific group within an organization, I can, you know, focus in on something I think will really resonate with them, you know, but uh, otherwise I use a, you know, a little bit more general of one, um, but whether, whether it's more general or tailored to them, I try to include a few things. One of them is, uh, 
a model driven app. One of them is a canvas app. One of them is a business process that's being followed. So things going from stage to stage. And I won't really highlight the differences between canvas and model. I, I, tr I try really not to, you know, highlight the, that distinction because most people just don't get it uh, until you actually go in and start building things. And that is usually a subsequent session. So, you know, I, I try to include those things in there and then reference back to, you know, who might use what and why it could or would be important for them later on. And that way, you know, as we, as, you know, questions come up or as we, you know, get a little bit later on, we're going through ideation, I can refer back to specific capabilities that they saw and, you know, put it into the right context rather than having to try to, you know, introduce it later or have them, you know, pull out a, a crib sheet of what all these different, you know, terms for canvas or model or this or that. I can just refer to the specific, you know, action I took. Yeah, it's the part where I took a picture and it told me what, what text was in that picture. Or yeah, it was the part where we, you know, pushed the, you know, we, we checked off some boxes and we pushed the arrow and then it sent off a notification to the next person who is going to follow up. You know, those, those kind of things are the, the, what I like to reference back to because it's much more memorable than when I use the jargon of, oh yeah, it's when we use the model driven app. So food for thought since I've been doing a bunch of these lately. Thanks so much for listening. If we're not already connected, you can find me online at my website, connectingthedata.com or on Twitter at MC Anderson.